Hello, Bond Apart listeners. It's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and for sharing our interest in all things fashion. Don't forget, we are on Patreon. There are four different subscription tiers and so many treats and extras, including bonus mini episodes, monthly catch-ups, Ask Us Anything, and many, many more, including lots of photographs of things we see behind the scenes. So listen to the podcast, follow us on Instagram, and please go to patreon.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, bitches. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm looking forward to going to the store on Thursday at the museum. Oh, how exciting. Is that with Omar Amaya? Yeah. And it's, oh, I think it might be, be so lovely. I think it might be the first time this year I'm in the store. I've got quite You're a lot of. You're kidding, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and maybe it's the second about I think might be the first. I've got quite a lot of stuff to do. I have to do a lot of labeling. So I need to actually now that I'm saying it, I sometimes forget my glasses, um, <laughs> which that's not good. I mean, we have these working things. They're like big magnifying glasses on on a stilt and you can move them about. So I, I can still do it with the magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> but it is better. But probably having your own glasses yeah. would be simple. Yeah, so I need to um, remember that. So are you labeling new things or yeah. relabeling? Right. Yeah, so I'm labeling things That's we've exciting. acquired. Yeah. Mm. So has have have kind of acquisitions gone on regardless? Well, they sort of. I mean, some things, oh, yeah, um, it's not so much the moving, it was more the pan- pandemic. So some right, things are sort of, of hangovers from, from early on that should have been dealt with by me quite a long time ago, but I'm getting there eventually. So label writing, label writing, that sounds like a nice, calming, soothing. Yeah, and sewing. It involves sewing. And sewing. As, yeah, we, we use these little strips of Tyvek. And then we use archival pen to write the name, uh, the number on oh. them, which in itself is quite difficult because they're really quite small or supposed to be. And then you have to sew sew it in. That's wow. wh- that's where I really need my glasses. That's where. <laughs> yes, you need your glasses. Yeah, so. And do you use special thread and special stitches? Well, we use actually quite thin cotton thread, but we use these needles. They're surgical needles and they're curved um, and, oh. and I find it really quite hard to use them I'm, I've never and particularly now I haven't done it for a while it always takes me a while to and why do you use those it's because I think you know when you stitch into a fabric you you have to fold it a bit to get in the right bit and if you use a, a, a curved needle you don't you can just you need to oh. you can you need to do less to the fabric I think that's Right. the main thing so yeah that's why we use them and they're really really thin you know sometimes particularly if I don't have my glasses it can take me a long time to even just get the thread in you know that could wow. that could go on for five minutes um <laughs> oh so yeah but it is a quite a therapeutic thing 
to do. It sounds it, and is it like? Do you get because whenever you're telling me things like this, I just think, sure. oh wow, I would be so bad at doing this. And obviously, no one's going to have me as a curator, so we don't have to worry about this as a sort of you know thing that we need to actually deal with. But do you get trained to do that when you're a curator? I is that a stupid question? No, um, it's not a, a stupid question at all. I mean, it's not. I always had to do it in all my in. Well, I haven't been curated that many places, but I, I always had to do it. Uh, but there are places where the conservators do it, so not uh. every curator has to do it. And also, how we did it, what kind of labels we used. You know, in the past, the labels that were used were often very big (laughs) which is not very nice but it's a bit easier in some ways if you have to sew them in than these tiny tiny ones we're using now Um, and is is there like a convention as to where in the garment you put it yeah you're supposed to so you put it inside and you're supposed to put it somewhere where there's already some stitching and also so in the past for instance they often put them right next so if you have a more modern garment with a brand or label mm, you know mm. in, in the neck say at the back of the neck yeah then often they've put the number right next to it but now we quite often like to photograph the label because it's interesting course, and it yes, can help you date yes. the object etc and then it's really annoying when you have the the label our label right next to it so you might choose the extra fabric at the shoulder seam for instance that's often a good yeah or sometimes you have to do it at the ham you just try and find somewhere where you can sort of half use a seam that's already there so you try you just try and avoid stitching as much as you can and um yeah and you 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 bitches yes look after many kinds of objects yes so things that aren't clothes that you can't sew things in, ah, where do you put the label there? That's a good question. So for shoes or same goes for jewelry and things like that, you use um, something that looks like clear nail varnish. In the past, I think people have actually used clear nail varnish. But uh-huh. I think it's something called, I think it's called paraloid. It's a mixture of one or two things or maybe even three things. And you put that on and then you put, um, you actually use ink and a very fine, very, very, very fine brush. So I'm really not good at that wow. at all. And then um, sometimes people put paraloid on top of paraloid on top of that. And depending on the surface, you use either dark ink or or light ink you know so if you, mm. so if you have a very dark sole of a shoe say you might want to use white ink so you can actually yes. see the number when i first started we used they're called rotring pens i think it's something architects used to use for their drawing oh, yes. they're really yes. really fine and yes, that's I know the ones. and you use ink with them as well and i i found them much easier but they have quite a um stiff metal tip and that can Mm. damage things so that's why we're now using a brush but I I mean some people are amazing at it some people can the the goal is to have a really really small number but it still needs to be legible of course and some people are amazing but we we do have objects with some dodgy numbers on them (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can tell over the years not everyone was was good at this thing yeah and is this 
like a, su a subject of debate amongst curators or oh, is yes. it just something that oh wow oh yes yeah oh la la no this tyvexing is a mm. quite a recent development we were we we used to have a lot of places used to have labels actually a bit like labels you get in the bag of you know in in your clothes or brand labels so a lot of people had that with the name of the museum say woven oh, into it right. so then you had a bit of a spare so it was like the ones you have for school yeah exactly that's the kind of stuff yeah and um so we had one set at museum of london and then there was a bit of space and you could put the number in but they were quite big as you can imagine yes and then we went through a phase where we used silk ribbon uh which was an improvement because it's softer and it was smaller mm. and then our current conservator emily she came up with this idea with a tie bag which oh, is brilliant so it's your own thing yeah i i mean i don't know whether she saw that somewhere but it might well be our own thing i mean it's such a good idea no it's it's really good it's it's really good system and also what i like is you can write on it relatively it's not a totally even surface so round mm. things like a zero or two yeah a bit more tricky than straight numbers with straight lines i find but it is i can do it um whereas some of the other labels i don't know that didn't that didn't work so well wow and is that like the final thing you do before you put something in the collection yeah you have to wait so when something comes in it gets a sort of interim or an entry number and only when every all the paperwork has been done and it really has become the museums then it gets its final number and then only then can you do the labeling and then yeah then you can put it away and then that only then is the whole acquisition then done. it's, it's mm. wow mm. okay i have several supplementary questions <laughs> the first one i didn't i was so ignorant until i had my fellowship at the smithsonian i didn't even really understand that well i still probably don't understand acquisitions but they had a whole department just for acquisitions so is that the case in all museums uh, we don't have a department. I mean, museum do museums do it differently, but you know, obviously, we have registrars that are heavily involved in it, and we have an archivist who sometimes is involved, and we have a because we we collect so much digital now, um, and that causes its own issues. Yes. Um. So we have a um one of my colleagues, Bill. He he deals with the digital files. He puts them where they need to go. He checks them. So when you say, do you mean you're collecting digital objects? objects? Yeah. I see, I see, yeah. So, you know, in the past, someone, when they, maybe they gave us a wedding dress and then they have some photos. And what's always been the issue is if they don't want to give us the photos, which I can totally understand, they sometimes yeah. give you digital files or we make reproductions at the museum but then what do you do with these digital files and in the in the very olden days i would put it on a cd and put the cd in the object file in the actual physical object wow file. but cds of course you know they're yes. not a good way of keeping things so so now um now we have a sort of whole other other system um so but wow. it's it's we also this is like a this is the kind of thing i deal with is sort of photographs that come with objects but we have born digital you know we collect things that were always digital like on a very different 
type of thing but we have a, mm. a a file that that shows quite early on when we had the bikes you know when they were called Bo boris bikes oh yes we have a yes. file that sort of maps where one of them went throughout i think one day oh wow also that is a digital object that we have wow on, uh computer games we have collected some of those and so, so i suppose it's like you you also have to collect the hardware that those things were. yeah with the computer games yeah yeah we yeah that's what i was thinking that. yeah we might we might never use the hardware sometimes you can you can show the game without in a, in a different way but that's you know beyond I me see. i don't really understand how yeah how no that i'm works. not going to to <laughs> quiz you on that because that you. would be unfair um <laughs> you're welcome but the other thing i wanted to ask is the numbers is there like a magical magical she says yeah is there like a magical computer or a magical person in a tree who just tells you what the number is break down the numbers for me Beatrice so the numbers with us uh mm. since the 20s in the early, in the <gasps> olden days uh, for a hundred years yeah in the olden days in the very olden days they they used a and just a running number, A1, A2, A3. Ah, right. And then obviously at some point they realized this wasn't going to work forever. <laughs> uh, and so then in, I think it was in 27, we started to use the year and a dot yeah. and then a running number. So it's 27.1, 27.2. And there's always someone in the museum at the moment, it's the registrars who... I don't know who it was in the past, who keep an eye on this so they know what the next number is something should be getting. So they, they give the numbers. And then we still have physical books where every object is put in. Oh, that's interesting. So everything is analog and digital. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And so there's no... The numbers aren't... They don't tell you what kind of an object it is. They no. just tell you when it arrived exactly in the and i think in other museums it's different like i think the vna they have a t in there yes they do yeah and I, I i actually don't know whether that is for textile and whether other i should know this but whether other departments have a different letter but yes. yeah they obviously have a different they, their numbers look quite different i don't quite know what their system is what wow. we're doing is quite a lot of places do it like that. Not, but not every place. It's it's sort of different, um, in different places. Wow! And so you will spend the morning doing your labels. Yeah, I will spend quite a lot of time. Yeah, doing the labels. And then take me through your day pictures. Will you then physically take the the thing that you've just labeled and put it into the collection? Yeah, so I will either, if it needs... I mean, obviously, it's already stored in the store, awaiting... Oh, so it's already... Sorry, yeah. I didn't realise this. So, sorry. So so the thing comes in. Yeah. So the object itself goes to you, goes to your department, but the paperwork goes to the registrar. Well, the paperwork might be all electronic. Um, I see. So you have to put it all on your database, actually, before it comes in. Then it comes in, it goes either into the quarantine store or it goes or it gets frozen. So the quarantine store is you're frozen? No, it's it's some things you can't freeze, so you just put them in the oh. quarantine store and watch it. 
and see whether anything you watch it whether anything comes out of it Oh my lord! What kind of things are we, oh, well, are we a watching moth. for? Oh, a moth, yeah, or pests, a moth. yeah, pests for primarily, pests. yeah. So, and what what kind of what does this store look like? Is it a fridge kind uh, of look no, or a, it's a cabinet? Just, uh, it's just a, like a you could almost say it's like a pantry. It's like a walk-in okay store with shelves and things are packed. You know they're wrapped or they're in. I was going to say because can you have more than one thing in quarantine? Yeah, you can. You can, but they're all individually in their own, you know, packages. So they wouldn't. Yeah. So if if something is in one thing, it wouldn't do anything to the next. And how long does it stay there? Uh, good question. I think it's about two to three weeks. So it's preferably to if we can freeze it, it's better because that takes three days. Three days. Mm. And. Is that why would you not be able to freeze it? What would what would be something that couldn't be frozen? Uh, so recently, we actually returned a loan, and that involved, if I remember correctly, actually, it could I could do it hypothetically. So, for instance, if you had a doll that had some wax, oh, you know, wax you yes, wouldn't want to freeze. Yes. I think early spangles were made of gelatin and it's better not to freeze those um there's sort of certain embellishments like if there's a lot of metal embellishment there's a danger that when it thaws there might be a bit of i mean there shouldn't be any water involved or but yeah if there's a lot of metal that's not so good um yeah so there's certain things but i i would have to ask you know the conservator. Yes, if, yes. if there's a lot of embellishment and embroidery, I would ask mm. them to whether we can freeze it or not. And your freezer is like is that like a pantry as well, but a freezer pantry, <laughs> like a walk-in freezer. Yeah, we had we had one of those at one point when we had to deal with a with a pest situation, um, but we now have it's just like a big chest freezer, but it's. A special one but it doesn't you wouldn't you wouldn't you know looking at it you wouldn't know it is but it mm. goes down to minus minus 30 which most, wow. most chest freezers don't so it's a special freezer for for museums or for you know probably for other you know yeah hospital situations i don't know there, there will be other uses yes. for it um, and do you have to wear special gloves when you get something hmm. out of uh, we do actually have really thick gloves. Um, oh wow! So yeah, we you have to wrap it up. Obviously, you can't put it just in no. as it is. So you either put it in a box, in a plastic box. You have these special boxes, or you wrap it up in plastic, and you have to make sure there's not much air in it again because you don't want any condensation. Yeah. Um, at any point and yeah and then you put it that in itself you know can that that could be another reason why you don't want to freeze something because you you don't want to squeeze the air you know you don't yes, want to yes. squeeze it in any way yeah uh, squeezing is not really what we do but squeezing you know, is not no good, no yeah generally mm. wow and bitches is there any moment in your curating tasks that you have to wear goggles? Uh, no, I think the conservators have to wear goggles. Could sometimes. you find a task where you need uh, goggles? Because I just feel if you've got big gloves, 
Yeah, I'm not Goggles sure. Goggles seem to be the next step. I have, I used to have, and I was very proud of it. And my colleagues were very, they knew I was, I was, I was, <laughs> they knew I was putting it on at any excuse. I had, <laughs> I had this Tyvek jumpsuit thing. Like oh an, my Yeah, God. I know, I know. But that was when I worked somewhere where we also had carpets and things like that. So, right. which sometimes the environment, it was more to protect me and my yeah. clothes than rather than anything else. So, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I do miss those days. When I, I think had, you should mm, have that again. And did yeah. it have like little booties with it as well? Or is it it, one probably could have had booties, but I didn't. I didn't have boots. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I want you to have the jumpsuit and the matching booties. Yeah, we do have lab coats. We sometimes oh, put those on. Nice. Mm. Does it have your name embroidered on it? No, I always. I'm still waiting for someone to make us some. Wow, with our names. That's the only thing I liked about PE at school was that I had my name embroidered on my sweatshirt and my. Wow! Yeah, we didn't have that. We had quite ugly sports clothes, which probably oh, contributed to my dislike of sports in those days well i mean yeah yeah you need to have a good outfit yeah. or you can't function let's yeah. be yeah. honest that's well this is very interesting to me and so let's go back in our process so now we've quarantined it the digital and the paperwork are all good you've put the it so so you it's been in store waiting to be fully official then the label goes on. Yeah, well, the fully official has a few stages, which I might not bore you with, but everything has to me, be but, but, approved yeah. by our collections committee. So it's not just okay. my decision. So um, ideally you wouldn't want everything on the premises. You can check it before it goes to the committee, but sometimes, you know, that's not possible. If something comes from abroad, you don't want people to send oh, it, course. you know, and then, yes, it, and then yes. it might not be approved. And then it's not going to be taken. You have to send it back. So that that is one other step. So that that step, it's kind of it's approved as an object of interest and in line with your mission statement. And yeah, and it's like, have you got one already? Exactly. Kind of question. Is it in a good condition? Is it in a good condition? Or I mean that you know we might take something very rare in a bad condition just because it's good to have an example sure. of. But yes, ideally we want something we can actually display at some point. Of course, and so so we've done all that. Mm. It's got its label on. What happens next? Uh, so. Yeah, once it's got its label on, then it can go into the store proper. So either if it's hanging, we have these padded hangers, that it goes on a padded hanger and it goes in a Tyvek bag. And then you also have to make a label that hangs outside of the Tyvek bag. So it's quite... And what kind of label is that? Well, at the moment we're using, we have a, a sort of Tyvek hanging label Mm -hmm. um swing what's it called a swing something? swing tag. yeah a bigger one and we'll just put a sometimes we used to write on them in by hand but now I usually print a la a, a sticky label and put it on mm. which is this, this is all not ideal but we're now using barcodes for things so oh wow. I have to actually check what we're doing with the hanging things in terms of the barcodes but that's so we have we, we print out labels that also have a barcode 
So when when you move stuff around, there's less room for human error. You just use a little yes, machine that's and, good. and scan the barcode and wow. scan the location code. So if it's hanging, that's what you do. And then, you of course, sometimes you need to find somewhere where to put it in the store. You know, it ideally mm-hmm. would go where the other similar things are. And then, and that might be full, you know, sometimes the whole musical chair situation. Um, <laughs> and then if you have, if it goes in a box, if it's just one thing that goes in a box, again, you need to find a box that ideally has similar stuff in it that still has a bit of space in it. Right. You know, so, so that that in itself, it sounds easy, but you could spend, you could really spend an hour trying to find a box. And then you might not find one, then you have to make a new one and you have to find a space for the wow. box. You know, it, that that is actually weirdly time-consuming. And and is it the preference that you hang or does it not really, it, you know, because that, that's taking up less space, presumably? It is. I mean, it's a bit like with the freezing. So if you have a men's suit, we still haven't found the absolute optimal thing what to do with the trousers, um, but we have quite a good system now. So if it's a men's suit, that's probably quite good to hang. Yeah. But sometimes, so if something's very heavy, you wouldn't want to hang it. You know, any no. 20s embellished evening dresses, you can't hang them. It's just, you no. know, that wouldn't work. Or, um, but then sometimes it's, you just have to weigh up what is, slightly less worse you know it, mm. it's less bad if you have to fold something a lot you don't ideally want to put it in a box but then hanging might not be right either so you just have to make a decision what yeah and then and then you start with all the tissue sausages and what yes exactly sausages sausages and puffs <laughs> sausages and puffs yeah yeah puffs Brilliant. i actually enjoy a bit more making puffs bit, oh do you you're yeah. more of a puff woman i'm more Wonderful. of a puff woman yeah yeah <laughs> and then you are you also have to label the box that's true you oh also might have God. to do that yeah so it is it is it takes a long time it does take a long wow time. and do you do you like this process because you said it's quite sort of calming the the labeling I, or is it is it like just something that you have to do or do you kind of think Mm, I, I can spend today doing that. I like it, but the trouble is I usually should be doing other things as well. That's the thing. Right. You know, it feels right. like it takes a lot of time and you should be really doing something else. If Yeah. I would be quite happily just do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> but um yeah, that's not how it works. So it always feels like it takes time away. And it's it's just you can't speed it up. No, of course it takes as yeah, long as it takes. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Beatrice. That is this has given me a lot to think about. Well, thanks for your interest. I'm very interested. I have more questions, but I'm gonna save them for another day. Okay. Beware. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll brace myself. Yeah. I'll make some right. notes when I'm in the store so yeah. I can if you could take some pictures of yourself at each stage. Yeah. Like a selfie with each stage. Okay. Please. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Great. All, All right. right. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Talk Bye. To you soon. Bye. Bye.